Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe. I'm Luann Prater. And I am Rachel Olson. And I just want to let you know at the start that this show may fail. Because we think we have something worthwhile to say, but we're not entirely sure and we may not get there. So let's all just stay tuned and find out. (laughs) Okay, so every week we talk about things that we all experience. And this week we're talking about when plans fail. And Rachel, I know I've had plenty of those happen in my lifetime when I think that, oh, this is the best thing ever, and I get so excited about it, and I take off, and then something goes wrong. And I wonder, what in the world happened? Yes, well, you know, uh, Mother's Day went that way for me. I had plans for what we were going to do. We were going to go to a movie that we all wanted to see together. We were going to have a nice dinner at home before we went out to the movies. And I got an email from my son's teacher saying this particular online math test thing was due that night. That's that Mother's Day Sunday night. And so I say to my son, oh, you got to go do your your math test really quick. It's due and it's due tonight and we want to go to the movies. So off he went to do his math test and he was in his room for like over an hour and all of a sudden I hear you know yelling and gnashing of teeth and (laughs) frustration and uh, (laughs) walls trembling you know and I head to his room I'm like what is the matter and he's like this stupid math I can't figure this out you know and he was just beside himself frustrated he's like and I'm like well maybe you can google for help I have tried that you know I'm like where's your math textbook he's like we don't have a textbook and I'm like you don't have a tech what so I'm like well let me see this he was on problem number seven and there were 26 problems He'd been working on it for at least an hour already, and he's on number seven. And I just saw, I see my very frustrated son. He's so, he's on the verge of tears. He's so frustrated. And I see we got to get through problems 26. There will be no movie. There will be no, like, I wound up spending Mother's Day helping my son multiply um, rational equations. Oh, wow. (laughs) So that's the way, uh, that's the way it went. You know, that was not my plans for Mother's Day, although it was, I I spent Mother's Day doing a very motherly thing, so I guess that's appropriate. But yeah, you know, sometimes things, we have high hopes, high expectations, and then it's like, what? And and what I wanted to do, what my son wanted to do was say, our teacher doesn't, he didn't teach us anything, doesn't teach us how to do this. But my parents, uh, my kids know that that never flies with their parents. Both their parents are teachers, so you never get to blame the teachers. Um, (laughs) But then I kind of wanted to blame the teacher too. I kind of wanted to be, what teacher makes a test due, you know, on Mother's Day evening? Yeah. Um, But of but of course, uh, that was a sign. He could have done it on Saturday. You know, it wasn't so. But that's our tendency, right? We want to look for when something, when our plans go awry, we want to find something or someone to pin this on and sort of direct our frustration at. And, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Oh, look, we're all human and things will always upset our apple cart. It's just going to happen. That's life. And for some crazy reason, we all picture our lives being like a half hour sitcom. Like, oh, there's a little bit of funny going on, and then there's the tension, and then everything gets worked out, and everybody's happy and smiling at the end of it. And that's not the way real life happens, but I think we've been brought up in a world where we've seen the happy ending over and over and over. So when we make plans for something, we expect it to finish well. And that, my friend, is not reality. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you're telling about your story. I've got it. I I hope John doesn't mind. But uh, my friend that I work with at the radio station was telling me his Mother's Day situation. He worked so hard. His son was turning 16. His wife was having Mother's Day. He had invited his mom over for Mother's Day, and he had spent a great deal of time. And if you know my friend John, he is meticulous about the details. He had steaks. He had chicken. He had all kinds of things on the grill, grilling to perfection. And he had cleaned the house from top to bottom. And on Saturday night, he had had all of the friends over for his son to celebrate turning 16. But on Sunday, on Sunday, this was a special day. And he had told his wife, stay out of the kitchen. I have it totally under control. He had set up a potato bar so that all the fixins were there. He had set up all of the sides. All of the drinks were ready to go. He went down to the grill to come back into the kitchen and he was bringing the tray of perfectly cooked meat up into the kitchen when suddenly he heard a crash. And when he got into the kitchen, he saw 12 people slammed into his kitchen where his wife had decided that she needed to get something out of a cabinet and a glass lid had slid from the cabinet landed on the granite and not just broke it shattered into a million dusty glass shards that had then infiltrated all of the beautiful things that he had set out and people were were wearing little shards of glass in their skin (laughs) it was a disaster and my sweet friend who had tried so hard to make everything perfect had a choice to make at that moment he went through and he cleaned everything up and he made everyone uh, remove themselves from the area and check for all the glass that was on them but he meticulously cleaned the kitchen and then went down to the deck and sat there and thought I have a choice I can choose to point an accusing finger or say that it was all my fault for not you know having everything under control or I can just say okay it is what it is and I can learn from this and I was so proud of him for 
talking himself through that moment so he didn't ruin Mother's Day for everyone. He made sure everyone was okay and cleaned up the little pieces of his perfect day and allowed it to continue on to be a good Mother's Day. You know, that is so much wisdom in John's response. And um, I've had plenty of times in my life when I didn't stop. And I I call that coaching myself. Um, When I did not stop and coach myself and I just let my emotions, my frustration with all of this run wild. I can imagine when I put myself in John's shoes, you know, thinking, I told you to stay out of the kitchen. (laughs) If you'd have just (laughs) listened to me... (laughs) Um, you know, but listen, it rarely winds up well when we just, you know, when we do that, you know, when we just in all of let the emotions go crazy and the whole, I told you not to do this. And, you know, um, it works so much better when we stop and sort of coach ourselves through, I have a choice to make. Um, ultimately my, the reason I made all this chicken and all of this steak and did all of this is because I wanted the women in my life to have a terrific mother's day. And so, how I react to this is going to determine whether they have a terrific Mother's Day or not, even if they don't have, you know, terrific chicken or whatever it might be, or glass-free potato salad. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And we all have those moments. And so when plans get turned upside down, you know, there are there are some things that we can decide to do. And, and I think it really boils down to three things. You know, when we have the plans go crazy or they just miss the mark, you know, you think that you've put everything in motion for everything to be just right. And suddenly you realize it's not going well. You can choose to point the accusing finger at someone else, or you can point the accusing finger at yourself, or you can ask, okay, what can I learn from this situation and how can I do it better the next time? And you know, Rachel, those are hard things for us to get in our head. But if we can just do exactly what you're saying, stop and coach ourselves and say, okay, if I point the accusing finger at someone else, then that's going to alienate them. It's going to put a wedge between our relationship. And if I point the accusing finger at myself, then I'm never going to learn from this lesson. I'm just going to beat myself up. But if I say, okay, God, help me to be wise in this situation and help me to learn from it, that's when we say, okay, I can laugh at this and go on. I, you know, I think about Proverbs 31 when, when it says she can laugh at the days to come. I think it's because our life is a, a sitcom and we look at all these crazy things that have happened along the way and we've learned that if we laugh about it, it's just so much better for everyone because when John was telling me this story, I said, I got to tell you, buddy, my first reaction was, oh, poor John. And my second reaction was, (laughs) and he said, thanks a lot. 
I'll tell you something that I often uh, that I often talk about. I talk about with my own kids. I talk about with clients that I coach. And what I say is that life is largely 50-50. 50% good, 50% oh, this went well. Um, and 50% wah, wah, wah. Um, this didn't work. This didn't go well. My feelings are hurt. This is not what I wanted for my mother's day. Um, and we have a tendency to interpret life and expect life to be more like 70, 30, 70%. That's going good. And 30%. What? This didn't work. This failed. This didn't go as I planned. We think it's more like 70, 30. And we're constantly trying to see if we can get to 80, 20, (laughs) Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe if I pray more or plan more, you know, maybe if I can get more organized, I can get my life to where it's more 80% everything goes right and only 20% of the time things go awry. But I maintain it is always closer to 50-50. And people push back with me against that idea because no, they feel like I don't want to live in a world where it's only 50-50, where, only, where it's not even, where the good doesn't even outweigh the bad days. Um, but here's, here's the thing. When I encounter doing three hours of algebra on Mother's Day, then I, that's when I tell myself, oh, this is the 50% of the day that is wah, wah, wah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's when we're expecting it to all go as planned and all go perfectly that we have those really strong negative reactions when it doesn't and it throws us for a loop. But when you can say, okay, and I say this, if you're my friend, you hear this from me. When you call me and tell me that something went awry, I say, ah, this is the, this is the, the bad 50%. <laughs> You're, yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. Yep, you're in the bad fifty percent. So what's going on in this one? Well, don't, aren't you glad there's fifty percent that's going to be good? <laughs> you know, I love I love that analogy because when my niece who lives in California and my daughters who live in Kentucky have absolutely fabulous moments, they will call me and they say, "Okay, remind me about this day." when life stinks because this has been the best day ever and they tell me all the wonderful things that have happened on that day but they know that they're going to experience something pretty rotten maybe just tomorrow or the next day and they don't want to forget how great this particular day was and my daughter calls it her happy file she takes those moments those 50 percent of the good things And she sticks them in her brain in a happy file. So when the 50% of awful things are happening, she chooses to pull out that happy file and go, oh, yeah, but I remember last Tuesday when everything was absolutely perfect. So we choose, right? We do choose, and it's all in how you frame it. Um, I don't know if your life works this way, Luann, but mine does. 
frequently. It works this way for my mother-in-law. She and I discuss this with some regularity. It's like we'll suddenly get an unexpected um, money. Money comes to us in an unexpected way. For her, my father-in-law was an actor. And so anytime one of the movies that he did airs again on television or something, he gets a small check sent to to his house. Um, It's royalties for that. She never knows when those are coming because she has no control over when they show his movies or don't show his movies. So um, it's always exciting when she, and sometimes those checks are literally for like (laughs) $2.13 or $6.87. I'm not talking $6,000. You know, they're small. But every once in a while, like he's done a few Christmas movies. And so maybe they'll run one of his Christmas movies, you know, 12 times over the month of December. And then she'll get a check for, you know, a few hundred dollars. And that's always exciting. And she doesn't know what's coming. And it's always like, oh, yay. And your mind immediately thinks, of the things that you could do with this money, right? And it's very exciting. And it seems like that's always, you know, like the day after you deposit that check is the day that the air conditioner breaks or, you know, the car (laughs) breaks and your repair is going to use up all of that money. And so she and I would always jokingly lament that um, clearly, you know, God is providing for us. You know, look at that. He put the money in our account right before that broke. But we would get, because we framed it, the the opposite way, we would always be like, doggone it, God never lets me spend my money. (laughs) Doggone it, he who giveth taketh away. (laughs) Uh, When, you know, we always have to stop and coach ourselves that no, no, look at this awesome provision. Thank God for this provision, you know, and so we have those discussions where she'll say, you know, I got another royalty check and I'm like, that's terrific. Has anything broke yet? (laughs) She'll be like, well, no, I'm not sure if I can spend this one. You know, I'm not sure if this is provision for something but anyway it's just um it's all in how you frame it and how you look at it you can either be upset that you have to spend your unexpected money on a car repair uh or a you know a trip to the er um or you can say wow i'm so happy that there look this provision came before i even asked for it this is awesome plans fail expect them to fail about 50 percent of the time expect them to fail about 50% of the time. When you don't, when you expect them to only fail 20% of the time, you are frequently disappointed and thrown for a loop. When you don't expect plans to fail very often, you will never really embark on anything new in your life. Because whenever you embark on something new and you encounter that first fail, your, your tendency is going to be, ah, I can't do this. I'm going to, I'm going to give up. This is, I guess this wasn't meant to be right. Exactly. So that's why to me, it's so helpful to just to, to shift this perception of the 70 or 80% should all work out. And only occasionally should something go wrong. Listen, accepting a 50, 50%. Um, and, and if you must find 55, 45, <laughs> but if that really helps you, you know, it just really helps me to stop and coach myself and to expect failure or to expect. And I don't mean that I'm an optimist at heart. I really truly am. But sometimes my optimism can put me down in the dumps because I'm expecting my expectations are um, so high that they're not aligned with reality. And then I want, I don't handle it well when, when reality smacks me in the face. Mm-hmm. Listen, I want to be a person who can fall down seven and get up eight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And when your expectations are too high or you don't expect things to ever fail, you're going to fall down seven and not get up for eight months. <laughs> right. Because... You know, you were so taken aback by that failure. It's like, no, no, no. Failure doesn't necessarily... Failure might mean, hey, you're on the right track here. Keep at it. You're learning. You're, exactly. you're evolving. You're, you're iterating. You're getting there. Keep going. Thomas Edison failed 10,000 times on how to figure out how to make the light bulb, but he finally got it right, right? And here's what I always tell my kids and my grandkids. You know what? What is the worst thing that could happen? And we walk through some of the things that, okay, the plans failed. They didn't turn out exactly the way you thought they were. So what's the, you know, what's the big deal? It's not the end of the world. The sun will come up tomorrow and we'll get another shot at doing things right. So let's figure out what's the worst thing, what's the best thing we learned from it, and let's move on. I think a lot of times people just don't move on. They kind of get stuck when the plan fails. Now, I know that you had a daughter who went to spend some time in New York, and she had one thing, one plan on her mind, and things didn't work out quite like that. Yeah, so she she was going to go, uh, she had a job interview at a particular company that she really wanted to work at. And in her mind, she was going to get that job, and that job was going to be pay her enough that she could afford New York City prices. And before she went, I said to her, as she was choosing you know, apartments, I said, listen, we need to choose an apartment that your father and I are financially able to cover the rent on if you can't make it, you know, if you don't get this job. She didn't want to hear that, <laughs> right? She's like, you're not supporting me. You're not believing in me. I'm like, well, no, baby, I do believe in you, but I also want to make sure that you're not homeless on the streets of New York City. We need to be able to, to cover this, you know? Um, and she's like, no, no, I got this. I'm going to get this job. It's going to be great. Well, she didn't get the job. She got multiple interviews at that at that particular company, but she did not get that job. Um, and so her plans failed. Um, and then it was a very good thing that we had chosen a rent that mom and dad could cover um, as she recovered from plans that failed, right? Um, right. And she went through a, a little bit of a downer over the fact that she didn't get that job and that didn't work out. But, you know, I'm like, listen, okay, so you get up and you go apply for more jobs because ultimately, you know, Frank Sinatra says, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> Okay, so here's the bottom line of our topic today. Plans will fail. And as Rachel said, 50% of the time, they are going to go a different way. Yes, awry. But we never point an accusing finger at someone else because that destroys relationship. We never point the accusing finger at us because that will destroy our self-confidence to get up and do it again. But what we can do is say, okay, God, I want to know how to learn a lesson from this so that the next time I make a plan, I can laugh at the days to come and not worry about it and know that it's perfectly in your will. Hey, we all will experience it. And may the God of hope give you the courage to go encourage some others this week. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend.
Let's continue our conversation. Hop online, when you get a chance to sit down and breathe, at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.